0: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's great. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. We've got the Super Bowl set, so now we've got a couple weeks to... Look ahead to that. Uh, any any dynasty thoughts from those matchups? Hmm. It was pretty much what we expected, I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Edwards
1: Hilaire looming out there has me thinking dynasty a little bit. I mean, could he have a huge Super yeah. Bowl and, you know, rebound from some suspect uh, times here? Maybe. But all in all, I mean, I don't know that, it, you know, Tyreek and Kelsey are good. Mahomes is good. You know, like we kind of know these things. Maybe Fournette's on the rise.
0: Yeah, I was that's who I was going to ask about. Do you think Fournette has shown enough, especially in the playoffs, but but late in the season, to I almost said to get another contract. I I, I still expect him to move on from Tampa. I mean he he had some trouble even finding a job. Yeah, he did. Uh, so I would I would think he's going to get work now. Certainly, um, it, can he be a starter in the league moving forward?
1: I think, but my hunch is the Dynasty community likes him a lot more than I do. And maybe he returns to Tampa at a cheap deal.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Matt, this week we are continuing our uh, look, our team-by-team look, both a look back and a look ahead at every single team. We're well into the playoff teams now. And we want to start today with the Cleveland Browns. Really, one of the one of the great stories of the season, the success they had. I know everyone was, or at least many, were kind of on them a year ago as as possible contenders, and uh, it just didn't work out. But uh, we we proved to be just a year too early on the Browns. as it is it all kind of came together, and they were uh, certainly had some success this year. When you look ahead to uh, their outlook for next season, at least from an offensive standpoint, they're bringing back virtually everyone. I know Rashard Higgins is a free agent. Uh, I, would, I would assume he'd be pretty easy to retain, I think. Uh, everybody else is, is locked in, uh, locked into a long-term deal. You know, Mayfield and, and both running backs, Chubb and Hunt, Beckham, Landry, all three of these tight ends that contributed all signed, through the next year or two what's your take on on the brown situation in general
1: yeah it's an interesting one because i think their o-line which might have been the best one in the league last year both run and pass blocking is also pretty much intact and a good one i would imagine their offseason revolves around their defense they have a lot of guys on defense that are up and there's a lot of holes on that side of the ball Mm -hmm. with the only exception of odell I would think you're going to see pretty much the same. And I think that continuity is good. You know, I mean, it's year two in the Stefanski system. Mayfield's had very little coaching stability since coming into the league. And now he actually has that. So I think that's really encouraging. And these guys are learning each other quite a bit. I mean, Odell, to me, is the only real wild card. Yeah, what do you think happens? Do you see him getting moved? I don't just because he's been so injury prone and right. I don't know that Cleveland gets enough for him. You know, I think you roll it back with him, make him their deep threat. That's something that they didn't have before people's Jones, you know, to the is the only thing and he's a lot more unproven, obviously, than Odell. I, I right. think you roll it back with Odell this year and he's either a buy low or he's at the end. You know, I mean, I think it's going to be a really telling season for him.
0: I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking by low, his value has dropped so much wow. when, when you're looking at that uh, startup ADP or looking at trades that have gone down, um, I mean he's, he's a sixth, seventh, eighth round pick in, in dynasty startup drafts, uh, wow. which you know for a player who held not only a, a high first round pick, but held that 101 status for well over a year according to DLF ADP it's it's just kind of shocking to see you know we we went through the same thing i guess a year ago with with guys like todd Gurley, who really fell off in value around that time but uh yeah it's it's just hard to imagine with beckham i I do think the price is so low uh i mean he's he would still be the favorite to be their their top wide receiver their top target overall i would think Um, he's a remarkable talent right we like the we like the situation there uh I think you could get him for you can certain get him for a late first.
1: Yeah, I think I'm buying at that as well. I mean, I trust yeah. I trust Stefanski. Uh, I like Baker more now than I thought I did. The, the protection holds up to go deep. People have to crowd the line of scrimmage to fight off the run game. Even if he's just a somewhat of a one trick pony deep threat guy, that it has value with him too. But I think he's more than that, and way more than that if he's at his best. And yeah, the more I think about this, the more I'm really warming up to it as now's the time to pounce on Odell.
0: You talked about Baker Mayfield. It's uh, almost time to talk contract extension with him, I would think. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be pricey, especially the way he plays, the way the quarterback market is. We're probably talking $30 million annually. Uh, do you get the feeling that the Browns are ready to commit uh, that type of money to him?
1: I think, I mean, playoff success, it's first time this team has been in this situation where uh, there's expectations and they're reasonable. I don't know how you could do that to your fan base and just say, oh, we're, we're done with Mayfield. I mean, I think that has to happen. Is he worth it? I have questions. I don't know if I'd say doubts, but yeah. questions. You know, like Lamar and Allen from the same draft class are going to get paid, and I'd feel more comfortable paying them. I don't know that he's at that level. Um, I did my top 10 dynasty quarterbacks the other day, and he wasn't in it. And I don't know that he'd be in my top 10 you know, NFL quarterbacks that I would want from now going forward. So he got to play a certain way with them. You know, I mean, that's the thing is he and Stefanski understands that. But boy, it's going to be a big cap hit.
0: He certainly showed a lot of improvement this year, though. 100%
1: agree. And the second half of the season impressed me quite a bit, as well as the playoffs. I mean, I thought he kept getting better and better as the season went on.
0: So we think we might want to throw out some offers for Odell Beckham from this roster. Um, Mention the others, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, both signed over the next couple of seasons. Also Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and Harrison Bryant. Anyone else you are looking to buy or maybe even sell from that group?
1: I wonder how long Landry holds on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd own him nowhere, and I never show him any respect. And at the end of the year, he's that guy that is wide receiver 12 because he played every game, but you never love having him. Um, is is someone going to take a step back? I would think it's him. Njoku's still kind of intrigues me I, I just see so much ability there and tight ends take a long time to develop could the second half of his career be a lot more better you know a lot more productive than the first half I think that's possible whether it's in Cleveland or not after 2022
0: right well in he is signed through 2022 they did pick up his option uh back a year ago mm-hmm. but since then he's demanded a trade at least one time maybe even twice right. uh and then we saw Harrison Bryant Kind of come on and, and play pretty well in spots. So I wonder if Injoku is is a trade or uh, I, w- I wouldn't even say a, a a cut candidate just because they're in pretty good shape with the cap. They've got some cap space. I don't think they would outright cut him, but they they could definitely trade him for a, a day three pick or something like right. that. Right,
1: something they could turn into defensive help it would make some sense.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm. Glad to shop for, for Harrison Bryant, Donovan Peoples jones I think both of those guys showed enough, and they're both still relatively cheap. Even in a shallow league, they they might still be on the waiver wire. Those are a couple of guys I would look at. Chubb and Hunt, it feels like the value is, is about where it should be. Um, neither, to me, stand out as as
1: an obvious buy or sell. Or yeah, buy right, or right. sell. yeah, I, I 100% yeah. agree. Uh, the last guy I want to ask you about, though, is maybe won't be a Brown is Higgins, who you brought up before. Yeah. I think he's a quality player. I don't know that he's in the, the top two on any depth chart around the league. Uh, I mean, a team like New England would kill to have him, obviously. But um, some of these guys, they get a little bit of publicity because they're hitting the free agent market. Do you think you move from, from him now and just take some asset and move on and don't worry about where he lands? Or do you grab him with hopes that, you know, he keeps progressing too? I mean, I think he's a good player.
0: Yeah, again, in shadow leagues, might be on the waiver wire. Um, I would certainly stash him in that case and see what happens with free agency. In general, though, I, I just I'm not sure the upside is high enough for him. I I wouldn't pursue him in a trade right now. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it feels like he probably ends up back in Cleveland, which which I think is good for for all parties. Yeah, that's a
1: good call. I could definitely see that happening. It'd be smart probably for him and the team get a little bump, and he's reliable.
0: Matt, when we come back, we'll
1: talk about the New Orleans Saints. First, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. There's only one more NFL game left. The Super Bowl is the only one remaining. But it, all, all you guys know, I mean, that is betting craziness. You can bet on all sorts of things with the Super Bowl. You have two weeks to prepare to do that. So get your account all set up here at BetOnline.ag. I mean, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust here on the On Network, and that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use our promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. 50%, that's great stuff. Um, again, they have all sorts of sports. Once the season's over, you can get dig into hockey and basketball and whatever else at the moment. Uh, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, to receive 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
0: Get more out of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski host on host Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's move on to the New Orleans Saints. I think it's fair to say this team ended the season in disappointing fashion, and now they're looking at some big-time changes. Uh, of course, it all starts at the quarterback position, as it does with so many teams. Uh, As far as I know, Drew Brees has still not made it official. Everyone is under the assumption that he is retiring, but I, I don't think he's made that announcement yet. So he is still under contract, and he's a big reason why this team is in the worst cap shape of any team in the league, $112 million over the cap this year. Uh, so I, I wonder if they're almost hoping Drew Brees retires at this point. I, I don't know exactly how that, uh, how much that would impact the cap, but I would have to think it would help. Uh, I did see some talk that they're probably going to have to trade or even cut, uh, some of their big name, uh, stars that includes Marshawn Lattimore or Ryan Ramchek. Um, neither of those obviously directly impact, um, the the key fantasy positions but uh being uh, basically their their best defender their best offensive lineman they're pretty important um they also have jared cook another free agent Jameis winston who they they brought in to back up breeze or at least we thought also a free agent rumors of michael thomas getting traded what what does this team do this offseason? It's a
1: disaster, and the COVID thing hurts this team more than anybody else. I did a little homework on this actually this afternoon, and I don't think Breeze will be back, and that'll open up some space. I mean, either he'll retire or he'll cut, be cut. I think that gets some thirty million closer, give or take, which is a drop in the bucket to be honest with you, because you know, even if they were to cut or trade. I forget who all it was. Armstead, the left tackle, Cameron Jordan, uh, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara—all the way that uh, the way that their contracts are structured, from what I've gathered, they would actually make their cap situation worse by trading those guys. So it has to be the the Lattimore's, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about Emmanuel Sanders. He's going to get cut. I mean, like that's a foregone conclusion, basically. And if you think about it too. Remember their draft class last year, which included Troutman, who I'm sure we're going to talk about here. They only drafted like two or three guys, you know, so it's not like they have all these fourth and fifth round picks waiting in the wings. I mean, they might have true replacement level players starting at four or five spots next year.
0: Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit trying to look ahead of what we saw with the Patriots this year kind of yeah and I know I know that situation was different of course they had a a ton of opt-outs on the defensive side but they lose they lose that future Hall of Fame quarterback and then everything else goes down really downhill really quickly and and Kamara and Michael Thomas are are obviously worlds better than uh, than any of those skill guys on on the Patriots roster but as I said, there's there's at least rumors out there that they are are ready to move on from Michael Thomas, and I would have to imagine that could um, that could maybe help that that cap situation as well. Of course, if they if they move him, they would have to do it uh, with those intentions. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Miles Sanders uh, is a, a obvious uh, cap option or a cut option. I'm sorry. Uh, they've got Traquan Smith and, uh, I was really impressed with, with Marquez Calloway who, um, got to see some, uh, s- some big time action, at least for a couple game stretch as, as an undrafted rookie. Uh, he's of course locked in for the next, uh, next three years. I kind of liked him. If, if you think you have, you have him, you have Smith sitting there, obviously both of those guys on cheaper deals, you can part ways with with, uh, Emmanuel Sanders.
1: Yes, and this might be a buying opportunity once everyone realizes how disastrous the the Saints situation is going to be. I think there's going to be people saying the Saints are the overall pick in the offseason for first overall pick in the draft. Like, their team could get hit so hard that they're going to look like the worst roster in the league when it's all said and done. Uh, But I think Sean Payton's an elite offensive mind. And maybe this is a really good buying opportunity for a Callaway, a Troutman, somebody like that, just because by default, they're going to have to see the field and are going to have a unique right. situation to show off what they can do.
0: Right. I, I love both of those calls. As we said, Jared Cook is a free agent. Can't imagine they would bring him back. And not only would they would they not bring Cook back, would they likely cut Sanders – they don't have the room and the money to, to bring in replacements. No, nope. so they're going to have to go with those in-house guys, Troutman and Callaway, as you mentioned. Uh, those those are the two guys I would be looking to target. Uh, what what are you doing with Alvin Kamara right now?
1: I think I could get out on him though. Yep, Yeah, I mean, just because his blocking's not going to be as good, Breeze might have been shot, but he knew how to get the ball to Kamara in space. Taysom Hill's going to be back, and I think Taysom Hill's bad for Kamara. Even if he's not a starter, Taysom Hill's going to take snaps. Um, he's had a lot of wear and tear, great player. You can get something for him, but he's going to have an uphill climb. I mean, the only thing he has going for him is, obviously, he's he's great in his own right, but Peyton knows how to get him the ball. But that might not be enough for me to hang on to Kamara.
0: Yeah, and, and coming out the season that he had, Kamara was – um, at least in the running for the fantasy MVP this season, yeah. as some of the other key running backs suffered injuries. Uh, the the prices I wouldn't say at an all time high for Kamara, but it's it's certainly still high. You can get a, a, a really nice return if you are moving on from him, and I agree with you. I think now is is a good time to do that, and honestly, the sooner the better. Once the breeze things become becomes official. Uh, if they start making some of these other moves that that we're we've speculated, uh, it, it's not going to help Kamara's value. Uh, outside of Callaway and Troutman, are you are you buying anybody on this roster? Are you buying low on Michael Thomas? Let's go there.
1: No, uh, I think we talked about him. Third, recently.
0: third rounder, third rounder in ADP. No. Um, oh, okay. I'm interested in Jameis Winston, though. I think Jameis. Yeah. I liked
1: Winston before he was a saint. And I think this year has to do him some career good. And even when he was throwing picks left and right, he was always good for fantasy. So I think there's a chance he returns. I don't think Taysom Hill is going to be their their starter,
0: but even if he ends up somewhere else, I'm interested in Winston. Well, the quarterback spot is uh, it's where we started and it's where I wanted to end the saints conversation. Uh, We're both assuming like everyone else is that breeze is gone. So, If the three options for Week 1 Saints starter is Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, or someone else, who are are you favoring there? Who do you expect? I think it's Winston with
1: Hill sprinkled in probably as much as he did with Breeze, which is annoying, of course, but Hill's under contract and he's coming back. They're going to use him, but I don't think he's just taking every snap. No way.
0: Well, whoever, I think just perception-wise, even though we've kind of painted an ugly picture of uh, of the Saints future typically fantasy players dynasty players are chasing and wanting pieces of this offense right, right? pieces of the Sean Payton offense so if it is uh if it is Jameis Winston who who is the starter who re-signs there his value is going to to really shoot up very quickly uh, even with the loss of you know Sanders and Cook and and maybe some of these other guys no, I think you're right. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish off the show with a couple of other quarterbacks who are in the news.
1: Uh, I want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. We've talked about these guys quite a bit. Um, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus do it yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear. You know, kind of like airlines do. Uh, RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. It's extremely easy. Uh, RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Um, The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Uh, Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And like I said, the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers. So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com 2020
0: is mercifully over it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins if you're betting this year and want more wins listen to locked on bets with your boy q and lee sterling of paramount sports they're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcast. Matt, I've talked a lot uh, on, on Twitter recently and on this show as well about the, the quarterback carousel that we're going to see over the next couple of month, uh, couple of months in the NFL. Free agency is going to bring this. We've got a strong rookie quarterback class coming in. And then I, I saw this tweet from Adam Schefter yesterday. I don't know if you saw it, uh, but he had basically a list of quarterbacks that uh, had at least been rumored to be moving on and, and changing teams. Mm. And he also mentioned, uh, he, he mentioned the, the potential unprecedented off-season quarterback movement. He set the over-under at, as 18 teams changing quarterbacks this offseason. season And he... And he said he would take the over. So he lists Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, some of the other names we've heard over over the past weeks and months. Dak Prescott, Darnold, Wentz, uh, Jared Goff was on there. He, he seems to be in the doghouse uh, in, in L.A. Jimmy Garoppolo, same thing for the 49ers. Cam Newton is a free agent. Teddy Bridgewater, Trubisky, Winston, Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith, big Ben Roethlisberger. I was surprised to see his name on there I don't think he's moving. Uh, anyway yeah does, doesn't seem like he's going anywhere but the, the point remains it's going to be a fun offseason when it comes to uh, the quarterback position especially we've we've talked about some of these guys already we will talk about all of them in the coming weeks but I wanted to focus on a couple who were really in the news over the past few days and late last week let's start with Matthew Stafford. Again, it had been rumored that the Lions could uh, potentially be ready to trade Stafford. Uh, that that kind of dated back to uh, the midseason, or, or maybe even further back. But then last weekend, we got the the report that both sides were ready to move on. The team is going to pursue trades for Stafford, and it's it's a foregone conclusion that he is gone. Where do you see as some? some potential nice landing spots for a dynasty uh, standpoint for Matthew Stafford.
1: I think three teams stand out. Denver, you know, he's a lot like Drew Locke and could be the better version, veteran. And they wouldn't have to move on from Locke, and that would be a nice group to throw to for sure. I think Indy as a really stable organization, they trade their first-round pick last year. Maybe they trade this one to add land their quarterback and, you know, fill in the rest with the draft. And I think the Patriots are another one that's really interesting to me, too. They wouldn't have much around them, but they do have a lot of cap space. And what if they signed Hunter Henry and Allen Robinson or whatever? You know, what I mean, I think they'll be very busy this off season. And then one I haven't heard mentioned that I threw out there earlier is what if it's Dallas? You know, he's from Texas, and mm-hmm. you could just let Dak walk coming off an injury— And you get a third-round cop pick for Dak with a massive contract he signs. You send a pick to Detroit, get Stafford at cheaper than Dak, and might not miss a beat. You know, I mean, different styles, but I think they're on the same tier. Uh, That's one I haven't heard rumored, but, boy, that sounds like a Jerry Jones move. Bring him back to Texas.
0: Yeah, that's true. We know Jerry likes likes to shake things up. Um, I really think almost regardless of where Stafford lands – uh, I'm excited from from a dynasty standpoint because uh, it, it just feels like it's only going to get better for Stafford. Um, he's he's been a, a fantasy producer at at high levels throughout his career. Um, he, he got labeled as injury prone. He's really only missed time and. A significant time in one season in his career so that's that's kind of a weird narrative that that seems to hang around him uh, I think he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league and in dynasty leagues I think is a great trade target right now uh, before we see where he even even lands I'm a
1: big fan I think he's one of the most underrated football players this whole generation.
0: The other player in the news is Aaron Rodgers. Of course, his team lost uh, to Tampa Bay in the NFC title game, and this this talk really came from his post-game uh, press conference where he talked about possible changes in, in the future and being uncertain about his future, about um, – yeah, just being unsure uh, of where he might even play next year. And uh, very quickly, of course, as they as they always do, Twitter and, and the fantasy community picked up on that, and, and Packers fans did as well. Um, we, we know the deal that they, of course, drafted Jordan Love in the first round last year. I, I don't get the sense that they're ready to move to Jordan Love, who didn't take a single snap this year. Uh, what what's going on there is this just is this just kind of in the heat of the moment I think so that's what I'm not jumping down
1: this rabbit hole at all no way I think this is a frustrated athlete after a tough loss that didn't get as much help from his coaching staff that he would have liked probably some selfishness to him as well maybe a little bit of a jab that eh, maybe if you give me a little more money however what could occur and I thought this even before the game was they're not in the Gray's cap situation either? What if you traded Jordan Love for a second and a fourth? You know, like I could see Love being one of those teams, one of those guys that's on the move. Like we brought it up here on my Steeler show, or even like the Saints. I mean, one of these teams that doesn't have much cap space that is looking for a quarterback. Love wouldn't kill your cap, and you know maybe he's on the move.
0: I don't mind the idea. The only issue I see with it is. Based on what we heard last year, most teams viewed Love as a second rounder anyway. Right. So now a year in, when we we got nothing from him, are they going to give a, a two and a four? I don't
1: know. Maybe not. Maybe not. That, you were not going to get a first right, for that, him.
0: No, no, no. no. Um, let's just end the show, Matt, on on a little real football talk. Of course, you spent um, a, a ton of your life as as a scout and a a real football analyst away from. Uh, fantasy in, in the dynasty game was that field goal one of the worst decisions you've seen in your in your time as a football fan and and Horrendous. being involved in the game? Horrendous. I
1: mean, yeah. I think it's really that bad, and it just sends such a bad message to your team. And my thoughts on all those decisions are: I put my shoes, or I put myself in the shoes of the opponents' fans. Like if you're well, you're the biggest Lions fan in the world, and you're thinking what do I want them to do here? Or what do I not want them to do? Do I want them to go for it on fourth or do I want them to kick it? And if they do what you wanted, then that was the wrong decision. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know it's not the most technical way of looking at it, but yeah. I'm sure every Bucks fan was like, oh, thanks, great, no problem. <laughs> and then the, the icing on top is now you put your your defense, the Packers' defense, in a situation where they have to stop the run against heavy personnel which is what
0: they do worst <laughs> yeah uh, i was there was there was a little over 2 minutes uh, at, at that point left in the game and i was trying to think how many how much time would have been left where that would have been the right decision if there were 3 minutes or 4 minutes or 6 yeah. minutes and i think even if there were 6 minutes it would have been a questionable a questionable decision. If there were tripled the amount of time left in the game, so yeah, just just a, a a horrible end to their season. Obviously, and if you don't
1: get it, maybe you stop them three and out and get the ball. You know, I mean, you at least have Brady pinned in his own end. Maybe they run it three right. times and you get back.
0: Yeah, Bad. wow, unreal, yeah. Matt. That does it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.